Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Steve Titcomb, a broker agent at Express Realty in Michigan. Steve has been a firefighter paramedic for Michigan's third largest city for 21 years and normally works over 60 hours a week in that role. He's also been a licensed realtor for 26 years and an associate broker for the last 15 of those serving the suburbs surrounding the Detroit metro area. Steve joins us today to discuss balancing his successful real estate career with a full-time career in emergency services and how real estate coaching has helped him dramatically increase his production and closings while still working full-time in the fire department. Now, let's welcome Steve to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Steve, first of all, thank you for being my co-host today. I certainly appreciate your time and your very, very busy schedule and to be on our radio show. So thank you, first of all, for that. Uh, no, Tim, thank you. It's, uh, it's a real honor, and I really appreciate the difference that uh, you and Julie have made in my life and uh, actually my family's life with all that you guys do and have given, uh, have put in place. It's made a difference. Well, thank you for saying that. So before the uh, radio show, you and I were just sort of joking, and I, meant, I mentioned uh, – that you've gone, it's kind of funny, uh, USA Today does these polls every year, I think it's every year, where they're basically asking folks what their opinions are of different professions in terms of you know, the respectability of it, right? So it's one through 100 from the most respected to the least respected. And, and I think pretty consistently the most respected has always been nurse or firefighter, and the least respected at the very, very bottom of the list has always been attorney or real estate agent. And so I want to congratulate you, first of all, from going from the top of the list now to the bottom of the list. What the heck were you thinking? <laughs> well, Tim, like I said, when you become a firefighter, they've always, you've probably heard the joke, I mean, we're not the smartest people because we're always the guys running in when everybody else is running out. So what was I thinking? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's just what I do. Um, we have a huge number of folks um, that are joining our coaching organization that are transitioning out of another profession. I think I've not read anywhere or heard anyone else talking about this, but I bet you in about a year, National Association of Realtors is going to be publishing articles about that, that there's a huge shift happening as folks, you know, get back into real estate. For a long time, people were running from real estate. Now folks are getting back into real estate. They're doing it more strategically this time. So there are a lot of people, and we've interviewed them. You know, of course, we have lots and lots of agents, uh, top producers from around the country that are personal coaching clients, folks that are, you know, like we interviewed Jade Mills, who's the number one agent in LA. We've interviewed the number one agent, you know, superstars of ours in Manhattan and Miami and everywhere in between. But I have to say, the surge of folks that are getting into real estate, like you, Steve, that come from truly professional backgrounds is going to change the industry, is going to make it more uh, professional. So I'm sort of curious, with your uh, background uh, for basically a career as a professional firefighter, and now you're transitioning into real estate, and um, you know, you're, you're setting plans to retire from that, and you're transitioning full-time into real estate, how have you been able to prioritize your time? Well, Tim, the short answer um, 
is God family business. I start with a real broad spectrum, but I know this is real estate, and that's what we're talking about here. So to expand or drill down on that, um, I really only focus on the three important things, you know, prospecting, setting appointments, and closing. And then when I mean closing, it's the primarily, you know, the properly priced listings, and then the buyers who've proven themselves, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, worthy of my time <laughs> and commitment to them. You know, they've, they've signed a buyer agency, and they're ready to go. They're, they're qualified. Um, and then I've narrowed down all my prospecting to the specific, most logical way to get the best results, and that's from my circle of influence, my expireds and for sale by owners, and then fast and fo furious follow-up from all my sign calls. Which oh, thank you, first of all, for hitting all the right vernacular. That was great. <laughs> appreciate it. Furiously well, well, you know fast lead follow-up, yes. <laughs> I, I, I just listen to you guys all the time, and it just becomes a part of who I am, and it just it naturally comes out to the point of where I told Julie this one time in a coaching call, and she goes, oh, my God, I can't believe you're comparing me to that. I said, because, you know, I said there's different times in my life where I'll be reading the Bible, and certain passages just jump out at you, and all of a sudden you get it. And it's because you're absorbed and you're active in the moment. And it's the same thing with this, the coaching calls and the radio show and the material that you guys present. It's like there's, when I'm really in the active mode of pursuing this business, it, just, it, it could even be a past episode that I've listened to before, just like scripture that you've read before or a book that you've read a hundred times all of a sudden it just jumps out and makes sense. You get it. Well, you know what you're describing basically is the fact that uh, when there's a teacher, when there's a lesson we learn, a teacher will arise. And the teacher might come in the form of a coach, might come in the form of something you read in the Bible, might come in the form of something you just hear, right? So Absolutely. it is kind of interesting that when you're really tuned into wanting to learn something, you have a tendency to attract that information to you. But the key is you have to be actively in pursuit of the information. It doesn't just show up in your lap. You have to say, I'm looking for this information. I'm ready to learn this. I'm ready to... You know, you might not even have a clearly defined goal, but when you put yourself in that uh, state of receiving, it is kind of almost magical how it does, how things do certainly seem to align behind the achievement of that goal. But so let's go back to this time management thing, because um, this is the number one agent uh, issue that we face. I would say, as agents saying, I just don't have time to do the, you know, the very things that I know will get me paid, the lead generation stuff, the lead follow-up, the, all the other things, right? I just don't have time. I'm just too busy. But here you are working 60, if I read correctly, over 60 hours a week in some cases as a firefighter, and yet you're still able to sell a very significant volume of homes per year. How do you prioritize your time? How are you doing this? Let the listeners know on a very, again, strategic level how you're accomplishing that. Well, okay. That is, you know, if we can shortcut to it, you guys have laid out a program. I mean, I was all over the place, kind of just jumping from this to that. But then when I realized, I'm going, wow, there's a daily success game spreadsheet, which basically lays out different spokes, things you need to do that will put you on the track. And what I, once I had already gone through the first thing I needed to do, Tim, if I can kind of expand on that was, I really had to go through the treasure map, and I had to define what I really wanted. I had to use your business plan and kind of have my goal set out in front of me. Um, because without that, you're still going to flounder, you're still going to make excuses, and you're still going to find other things 
to take up your time. Um, once I put that in place and, and had gone through that, then I realized, okay, these are the things that I have access to right now that can give me an immediate uh, return on my investment for my time spent and will produce the greatest results in my business. Because I want to be honest, as long as I've been licensed, okay, I took, I took a decent amount of time off from real estate. So I really just kind of started back fresh. And I said, with that, so I didn't have this continuous, and before I was doing a lot of REO stuff. I didn't have a lot of just regular residential retail circle of influence people just calling me on a nonstop basis coming, hey, come list my house. So what I did was I took your daily success game spreadsheet, looked at the activities that I knew I could do, and um, generated, um, said, I got to generate 50 points a day, at least five out of seven days a week. And if I do this without fail, and don't keep looking back and don't measure day to day, except for did I put in the right activity with the right plan and with what you guys have provided, I know the results will be there. And that's plain and simple. That's why I hired you guys as coaches, because I didn't want to have to reinvent the wheel. I didn't want to have to flounder because, hey, I'm 47 years old and I'm moving towards my kids are getting older and I need time, I need freedom, and I need the finances to finally enjoy the life the way I want to. So the only thing you've ever done, I mean, you've been a real, I'm just doing the math here. If you're 47, basically you were, what, 21 when you became a firefighter? Um, yeah, right around there. So how long, like, how, for how long have you been uh, selling real estate while being a firefighter? How long did you juggle both of those things? For how many years? You know what? It, it's probably been the whole time. And but, so at what point at what point did it click? I mean, I'm hearing what you're saying. Is it because you knew you have a retirement date that's somewhere in the near future? Is it because you're looking for what comes next because you're still very much a young man? Is it what is it specifically that caused things to click for you in just the past, you know, I mean, when would you say it clicked and what caused it to click? Why was it that you were ready for the lesson? Is I guess what the listeners are going to want to know. Because I had I had kind of tried it myself. I had picked up every new little secret tool that was coming up just to be disappointed by it. And it really wasn't until I, I looked back and I said, you know what, I've had moments, sporadic moments of success, but they've never led me to where I really wanted to be. And after listening to the many episodes you know, that are available uh, you know, on the show, that I realized there is a much better and higher place. I mean, when, when you're surrounded by mediocrity, you think you're doing okay because you, you, you're comparing yourself to what the norm is. But when you surround yourself with greatness, all of a sudden and it clicks, you go, I got to be there. I want to be that place. I want to move on. And the only way that I'm going to be able to do that is with somebody who's already done it before me, is currently doing it, and is teaching other people how to do it currently. And after listening to a number of the episodes, the past episodes, I realized that you and Julie were just taking this onion and you'd peel it back just a little bit, but you weren't given it all. And I'm going, I needed it all because I knew that's what I needed to succeed. And then that's when I said, I got to have you guys as a coach. 
Well, you're doing a great job peeling back the onion for the listeners. I really appreciate it. So let's talk about lead generation because that's what listeners, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the your previous propensity to chase silver bullets, you know, you're, if you've been listening, you know what that means. And your previous propensity to want to look for, I mean, a silver bullet is nothing other than, um, you know, a, a shortcut. It's the perception that you're going to have a shortcut. It's the Facebook right. ads. It's the anything and everything that's passive, right? That yeah. agents are uh, sold is nothing other than a silver bullet. It's something that they think they're going to be able to buy in order to make it so that they don't have to actually learn real sales skills. By the way, that's an interesting question. Do you consider yourself a salesperson? Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. So here's my next question. Lead generation. Because that's right. The bottom line is the acceptance. And listeners, um, you, Julie and I did that radio show, what, two weeks ago, basically on the fact that you have to think of yourself as a salesperson. What does that actually mean? Uh, I'd say of all the shows we've done in the past month, that's the one that's gotten the most positive feedback because agents were riding the fence on whether or not they wanted to accept the fact that they were in a sales role or not. Um, and once you accept it and then you accept, well, I'm going to become the best salesperson I can, there'll be no one better before me, after me ever, you know, have that kind of mindset, then all of a sudden you're wanting to go back to Steve's earlier point of learning everything it takes to become a phenomenal salesperson, then success always follows. It's the reluctance to embrace the fact that you're a salesperson uh, that I think screws a lot of agents up. So let's talk about lead generation. If you could only do one thing, Steve, to generate leads, what would it be? All right. Well, Tim, as uh, Julie is my coach, you know uh, that would have to be expired <laughs> listings. Um, it's a no-brainer. And even, even if Julie wasn't my coach and that wasn't her favorite thing, it would still be a no-brainer because you know what? It's the one major spoke that you can do anywhere in the country at any given time and your target has completely identified itself for you. How yeah. can that be? I know. It's crazy, right? I mean, uh, it is. Unless <laughs> you don't consider yourself a salesperson, okay? That's right. If you consider yourself some uppity consultant, expert, or something else that you want to put on your card, well, guess what? You're going to make a lot less than a Tim and Julie Harris University salesperson every year. Well, <laughs> you know, you were – you know, I, I appreciate that. And in differing markets, obviously, there's differing – like some markets, there's not a lot of expireds, and so agents have to learn how to do other things. Um, yeah, but in in the Midwest, you know, where you are, and Julie and I are from Ohio, um, yeah, expireds are a goldmine. But if you're out in San Jose or, you know, Manhattan, a lot of the markets where stuff is selling relatively quick, there's not a lot of expireds. You have to learn how to do other things. But listeners, please, listen to what Steve just said. If you're in a market that has a lot of expireds, you know – are you kidding me? That is the low-hanging fruit of all uh, if you're serious about making money. The sellers literally, um, I mean, they have their hands up in the air saying, please come sell my house. My previous agent wasn't able to get the job done. You guys are intimidated by it because, yeah, sometimes you're going to be running up against grumpy sellers. You're going to have to know scripts. You're going to have to have sales skills. You're going to have to know how to overcome objections. But go to your MLS. This is your first homework assignment from today's radio show. This is Steve-inspired homework, right? Go to your MLS and check to see how many expireds there were. Heck, I'll just make it easy on you. Just go for the past six months. True story. I had someone arguing with me about the number of expireds in Houston. Oh, Tim, what are you talking about? Houston's one of the top five markets in the country. There are no expireds. Um, so yeah, this is someone who was a paid coaching client, right? Another one of my coach's clients. And this is a you know uh, client that was giving us some gruff. So I said, okay, well, on the phone, let's go ahead and look in your MLS. 
And the number was over 40,000 expired listings since like mid-last year in all of Houston. Or it may have been 25,000. It was more than none is the point. There was just a ridiculous number. And that is a real eye-opener about what a huge opportunity that is. So, Steve, when it came to calling expireds, for you, being that's the one thing that you choose to focus on, and this is kind of a funny question that you inspired me to ask you, actually, from our uh, pre-show. Were you afraid or scared to call them? Oh, absolutely, especially when I was just getting back started because it was I, – I was – you know, I, w- I was in the REO mindset, and stuff was just always thrown at you, and you weren't a salesperson. You were more of an administrator and right. at that point in time. And all of a sudden, I felt like, oh, i got to be perfect. i got to have this down. i got to have that down. i got to rewrite this script. And quite honestly, what I did finally was I just said, all right, I just pulled your script off. I listened to some of the past episodes, took it down almost verbatim. And then what I did was, I read it out loud a few times, practiced it, made it my own, and then I started doing it. And, wow, that was amazing. The fear was gone. It was kind of like my first day firefighting, Tim. Uh, The very first house fire that I was going into was kind of scary, especially when you see flames blowing out the window and actually rolling over your head in the front door, and you have to go (laughs) in, okay? It's Trust me expireds aren't that scary and especially (laughs) when you've got somebody that has already taken all the fear out by putting together a a proven system that works for so many others you're not going to get hurt trust me when you say that now can i say that about my other job no because even if you do know what you're doing there's still a chance you're going to get hurt but you know what I've adopted something, Tim. It was just this little quote that just kind of goes through my head every day. Um, You know, a courageous person only dies once, but a coward dies a thousand times. For sure. Well, you know what you're describing right now? It's again, goes back to another radio show that Julie and I did was on psychological fear versus real fear. And it's funny to hear someone like you, to be honest with you, because I've never met you before, but I'm guessing that you're a big burly guy, you know, and you've been a firefighter. Yeah, okay, there you go, big burly guy. And how many burning buildings have you rushed into in your life? You know what? I, I don't know. I mean, it's probably over, over a 1,000. Okay, and, and uh, so that's real fear, fear, right? The fear of actually getting hurt, as you say. That's real fear. But the fear that agents feel, feel making uh, prospecting calls or learning sales skills is psychological fear. You said it so elegantly. Like you have a real risk of getting really physically harmed. So, yeah, your, body, your body's reaction of uh, making you feel fear, uh, self-preservation, you know what? That makes all kinds of sense. But the fear that we feel, psychological fear or ego-based fear, that you feel when doing your job of contacting a seller, it's in your head. It's not real. There's no flames that are bursting over your head, hopefully, when you're picking up the phone and calling an expired listing. So it's all psychological, guys. Your reluctance to learn how to sell, your reluctance to master sales skills. And I love what Steve said. We'd never say memorize a script because you won't do it. We've been doing this long enough to know that there's never been an agent, never will be an agent, that memorizes a script and is successful at it. They might memorize it, but they won't be successful at it. We ask you to uh, essentially internalize and then personalize the script. 
Internalize the script means that you're supposed to basically understand the pattern, use some of the phrasing, obviously not get too far off the script, and then personalize it so you can integrate your own stories, your own local parlance, your own, you know, meth. I mean, you can hear Steve's uh, Michigan accent, you know, and maybe if you're in, in there's certain, like if you're in, in uh, Texas, you're going to say y'all. You're going to do things differently depending on where you are in the country. So some of you guys have uh, frustrated yourselves trying to learn some of these sales skills using scripts that were in many cases outdated and also being told that you have to read them exactly and you're wondering, well, why haven't I had success with it or why haven't I had the success I hoped I would? It's for the reasons I just stated. So I want you to consider the fact that it wasn't necessarily your fault and that at least you had uh, started the path to try to learn sales skills. Now get back on the path to master sales skills. So Steve, um, let's talk about balance. I mean, that's something else we hear a lot about you know, every, it seems like every spring, there's a whole raft of people that are coming out telling agents they got to achieve, you know, life balance. That's the goal in life is to have life balance. Is life balance an admirable goal or a myth? Well, I would say it's, uh, I'd say it's an admirable, achievable goal, in my opinion. Talk about because that. I, Talk about that. I say that is because, well, here's the thing. If you start off and you do your treasure map, and then you add the, you enhance your morning by adding like the miracle morning routine or something similar, um, and then you you'll discover what your driving purpose is for the day versus a to do list, okay? And then you, you discover a, discover a why that actually goes deeper than just a dollar figure. So this defining purpose or a juiced up reason tied to some emotion is going to help you carry you into action each and every day, and then by taking the daily success game spreadsheet, putting it down, realizing that what the focused, you know, active, where your focus needs to be is on the important activities, uh, the ones that are going to generate money and get those done first, okay? Because it's too easy for agents to spend time thinking they're being proactive or productive in their business by doing what I call after-hour activities, cleaning your desk, going through emails, responding to non-urgent messages, Things like that. So what's I, what I do is once I get all the important income-generating activities done and completed for the day, I enjoy my family, my hobbies, my friends, and then before I shut down for the night, I take care of the after-hour activities that are could wait till after hours so I can start in the morning with a clean slate. And I'll tell you what, it, it creates, for me, that creates some peace and balance. Now, if you're somebody who says, I've got to get in six past episodes of my last soap operas that were recorded on TiVo, or I have to wash my car for the 13th time this week, or you've got some other quirks that you just can't get around that prevent you from actually you know, living life in a balanced format, then that, that's a different problem that you or I are going to be able to help that person with. But this is how I balance my life. That's, I appreciate that. So, Steve, looking back at the start of your real estate career, um, when you were a new agent, you kind of yeah. touched on this before, but what would you have, in retrospect, knowing that you're speaking to up to 100,000 agents, that's how many listeners we have, right, the most listened to uh, radio show specifically for agents, what would you have done different speaking to those new agents? What, what would you basically, if you're speaking to the, your, the you of you know, a decade ago, knowing what you know now, what would, be the, what would be the two or three things you would have told the you of, of 10 years ago to do? Oh, that, that's easy, and I, I can really just kind of narrow that down. Number one, 
I would research and align myself with a proven mentor and coach. Okay, and, and not just one who's, you know, the senior man in the office and who's got his success from 20 years of just kind of winging it, okay? Um, because I've been around those people, you know, in, in different franchises as well. I've seen it, and it really never transfers, okay? So that being said, um, knowing what I know now, um, I realized that if all I had access was to the Harris University program, and all that it's that it's available from that program, that is what I would do, and I would implement. There's, and then obviously, stay on track with coaching because I'm I'm one that has said, ah, you know, I'm independent enough. I can learn just from what the printed material is, or hey, I can take the little tidbits from the radio show and. And that's all I need. You know, I'm going to do it. You know, but it's what a difference it, it makes when you have a coach, an accountability partner, and somebody who can look at your business from a third-party perspective without emotion and say, this is what you need to do. And How did you go track. from being – well, I appreciate what you're saying. And Julie and I call those folks the agents that are basically trying to take a little bit here and a little bit there. Those are kind of like the do-it-yourselfer types, right? I mean, they could hire someone to build the fence, uh, and maybe it would cost 20 or 30% more than if they were to buy the materials and do it themselves. But they'd rather take the, you know, 10 years to figure out how to do it themselves and, you know, all the extra time. There's a lot of people that are out there like that. They take pride in having done, think they figured out how to do it themselves versus people like you that, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to spend a lot. I just want to be, I want to be shown exactly the path to be on. I want to be held accountable for staying on the path. My goal is to be in service to help folks. My goal is to obviously help uh, make money to, you know, for my family, for my whatever other places I want to donate my money to. So you used to be the agent that wanted to figure out how to do it himself. You used to be that do-it-yourselfer type. What caused you to shift? You you brought this up. I mean, I'm I'm curious. What was the... What was the thing or things that caused you to go from the agent who said, I'm going to figure it out myself, to the agent that says, okay, enough trying to figure it out myself, I would just, I'm going to hire a coach? How did you make that transition? With enough years of, I, I want to say, plodding along, because that's what you do. You're, you're going against the grain half the time. And I just realized I still was not achieving the success I was looking for. I didn't have any balance. I didn't have any free time. I still, I, I wasn't in, and on the years that I made great money, I didn't even know who my family was at the time because I was so busy. Now there's so much more control. I've got a piece about my income, the time I spend with my family, the time I can dedicate to keeping myself healthy and fit and creating a balance. Yeah, when I need something or I want something bigger, I know I can just juice up the plan a little bit and move things into action, and I can get what I want. I mean, if I, that was the biggest thing. Is I didn't want to go backwards this time. And I've got a 19-year-old son who's getting into real estate, and I told him, I said, this, I, I didn't want him to have to go through what I went through. And so I said, I need a surefire thing that has exceeded what I've ever done before, and I know all I've got to do is stay on the path. It's for instance, you, if you're going to hire a stockbroker, you want the most successful stockbroker in the industry to take care of your investment. And that's what I realized when I was hiring the coach. 
and you guys and Julie that it was just I need the most successful mentor that I can find who will give me the greatest return on my investment. And you guys have not let me down. This is the first time you and I have spoken now, you know, directly. I've, you know, we're just getting to know each other during the radio show. Listeners might not know that. I should have said that at the top. Um, but I'm, I'm curious. You, you just said something. It's, I think it'll be a value to the listeners. Not a normal question I ask when I'm interviewing somebody. But I'm guessing that before you decided to join our organization, you probably did your research and you probably did your homework on other coaches. Why did you choose us? Plain and simple. Um, number one, when I started listening to the information, it, it resonated with me. I felt like it was real. Um, it wasn't outdated, um, and, and I could relate to it. I, I, as a matter of fact, I'd listen to you on the radio show, and I'd go, man, I said, he's got my sense of humor. He's sarcastic. He throws out digs all the time. I like that. And I said, so tie that in with success. And then the fact that you guys offered a free coaching call, I'm going, that appealed to my senses right away. And then the fact that there was no, <laughs> there was no contract, I'm going, it's a no-lose situation. You have to be just, I don't even want to say it, but anyways, you're nuts if you don't do it. If you're sitting on the fence and you're wondering whether or not you should do it, okay, then probably you should get out of real estate. Plain and simple, because you've got some fear that you're never going to get past. Just take the free coaching call, listen to the shows, and move forward. Sign up. It'll be the greatest investment and return on investment you've made in your real estate career. And, yeah, I did my research. I didn't find anybody or anything out there that was as real and related to how I wanted to do business as what you guys presented. I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, by the way, he's referring to free coaching calls for agents.com. Free coaching calls, it's plural, for agents.com. We have literally seven coaches who what they do is they set aside time every day to give you guys. And this is, these are aside from our normal coaching staff. So these are guys that are specially trained for uh, doing free coaching calls. It's in essence a, a 30 to 90 minute business plan. Um, it, so the other thing you guys might want to check out is comparacoach.com. You know, compareacoach.com. It's all one word. That's a great site for you to go to if you actually want to essentially take. Uh, it's, I think it's 20 questions where you can compare. You these are the questions that we originally came up with. So when you guys are interviewing, what you should be doing if you're considering hiring a coach, when you're interviewing the different coaching companies, you can actually compare. Um, really have the information at your fingertips. Uh, the hard questions to ask. Like, you'll be surprised to see how many of these coaches out there have never sold real estate before. By the way, it's almost all of them. So, I mean, these are different things um, that you should take into consideration. So, Steve, last question I have for you. In a very competitive market, and I know you're in a hot part of Michigan where things are actually selling really well, but in a very competitive market, in a very competitive industry, in a direct sales industry where there's you know, straight commission, where it requires you know, you to be good uh, or great at your, at your skills to be even good at, uh, with the results, why you? Why have you succeeded? What, what about you that's, that's uh, made it so you've succeeded at such a high level for so long? All right, Tim, that's pretty easy. I mean, first and foremost, I, for me, I give God the credit because you know what? If I've got the ability to breathe, I've got the ability to succeed. And then second is your program. It's a step-by-step, multi-spoke wheel that allows any agent to exceed in any market or location 
if they apply what is available, okay? Um, and I, I'm living proof of that because I used to be fearful of these top producing agents going after these, the bigger homes in my market. For my market, 500000 to 1.5 is is pretty big, okay? But now, because of the programs that I have ex, you know, learned from you guys, put into place, put into action, every morning my first expired call is to the mega, the mega guy who ties up the biggest listings. I go after his expireds first, and then I work <laughs> my way down the chain. Well, you know, actually, you're touching on something kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I like the competitive nature you, you're talking about. But he's giving you guys a little secret, too. When you're in a market that does have a lot of expireds or even moderate expireds, most agents, and I know a lot of you guys are using uh, mojosells.com, and if you're not, you're crazy not to. I mean, mojosells.com is just phenomenal uh, as far as being a complete business system when it comes to calling expireds mojosells.com. But what most agents will do is they'll go and call the least expensive ones first and work their way up to the more expensive. So by the time they get to the more expensive, the sellers have you know, gone to work. They've, they're just not, re- not receiving phone calls. Whereas if you start calling the more expensive or most expensive ones first and work your way down, you'll find that there's virtually no competition and those appointments are actually easier to set. It's totally counterintuitive. And, it's, you know, Steve, this is also kind of interesting. You touched on this, too. Um, agents who don't have sales skills believe that you have to have some sort of secret handshake thing to go after the more expensive business versus the, you know, moderately priced business. Is that true? Are there any special skills or secret handshakes you have to have to go after the big dogs in your market? Yeah, you, you have to have the Harris University program in your back pocket. Because I think I'm going to hire you to be a salesperson for us, by the way. I'm pretty much convinced at this point. <laughs> well, I'm t- and I'm not just saying that because for 20-plus years, I've been afraid of those. I avoided those. I never even called on those. Now I go into those, and I just did one at, that was $1.6 million, and I told them, I said, I'm not going to do this for you unless you come down and I built in another price reduction for another hundred thousand if we didn't get action in the next twenty days. Yeah, Julie actually told me about that one. She said it was a one point six million expired that was listed with this big dog, you know, know it all dominant Mr. Agent in town, and then you relisted it for one point two million. Yeah, with a built in price reduction to one point one, and then I, I've got another little thing that I add in there too. I always throw out, Hey, if we had a cash buyer that could bring you cash to close in two weeks, what would you accept? Because the reality of it is, is it's the same thing, and it doesn't matter. But what it does is it helps them realize that there's another number that they will accept on this property as well, too. So it's a second built-in price reduction. It's a great question. You guys should have written that one down. So, Steve, listen, we got a bumper over time. I think you and I could probably continue this radio show for another couple hours. I really, fun. really appreciate Well, I had fun. It's fun listening to you relate your, uh, your past career to your future career. I love the fact, you know, yesterday and the day before, we touched a little bit on the fact that a lot of folks, when they're in sort of your traditional midlife, you know, when they're somewhere between like up to about 60, 55, whatever you consider, so many people basically start to give, it, give up on their dreams or they start to sort of compromise or become complacent. They start to sort of scale back their expectations for life. And you said something that reminded me of, you know, it, the bottom line is if you wake up in the morning and you're looking at the green side of the grass, 
it is a great day. It is a gift from God. It is a wonderful day where you can make anything possible, which means that you have lots to look forward to, provided you're willing to put the effort in. And you definitely love that. And I, I love that about you. And I really appreciate you being my co-host today on the radio show. And thank you so, so much for your time. And, you know, Steve, the cool thing about this radio show is obviously you have immediate listeners, but over time, this radio show is going to make its hands, make its way into the ears of uh, potentially millions of agents. So you have um, inspired other agents to really seize the opportunity this incredible industry is. And for that, I thank you for being my co-host, and I thank you very much for your time. Uh, Tim, it was a pleasure, and uh, thank you guys. I can't thank you guys enough for the difference that uh, you guys have made, both in my life and my family's life. I really appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. And everyone else, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Thank you, Steve. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Bye-bye. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.